This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello everyone, welcome to Hue at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Today we're going to take a look back, back in March, where one of the first events happened right here in our city, and it was the first ever Winnipeg Women's Conference. It brought together close to 300 women to share experiences, but also to learn more about each other. I got to sit down with some of these fabulous women, and they shared their stories with me as well. So today, We'll share them with you. We're going to start off though with how this whole event happened with the co-founders themselves, Christine Thiessen and Leila Perchalak. This is our first event, first event in two and a half years, I think. Yes. And all of these women here, you must be okay. Number one, relieved, but number two, elated. Yes, it's been um, like we started planning this last September, so it's been it's been a while. And it's funny, we always knew that there was the potential that this had to be a virtual event. I was pretty nervous that it would be a virtual event, and how can we network? Really, people, if it's lunchtime, they're just going to go make their lunch in their kitchen, log back on. Here, you actually have a chance to talk to fellow attendees, people that you knew from a long time ago that you're just meeting now and who knows what that will spark. We knew like um, space-wise it had changed so we were moving people around but we just were holding off to the very last minute to really <laughs> not have people. So it worked out in our favor which is really great. It's been quite a lead up just the past two years with how everything's been so to actually have everything operate as planned feels great. So let's go back to when it was just a seed of what this event would be, why do it, and how is it going to generate and keep that momentum going in the future? So this was, for myself, was years in the making. Um, there was conferences in the city and we had larger scale events, but there was no opportunity. So if you for instance, didn't want to listen to one speaker, there was no opportunity to go listen to something else that didn't pertain to you, and there was nothing that was focused on business owners, executives, that, that sort of um, degree. So this kind of sat there and humbled, and then it was um, September 2021, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna do it. When I think the Winnipeg community wanted something like this and needed something like this, so after two years of just limbo of stay in, go out, we're here and feels great to have everyone here knowing that they get to network and connect with like-minded women. But to actually be here in person, and let's talk now about your lineup. 
How did you curate that and how did it come to be? Incorporating women that are successful in Manitoba. I've seen a lot of conferences where all they do is just bring in speakers, but we have so much at home and they have stories to tell and they have success stories that deserve to be heard. So we're really happy that we could bring them in for that. And the day of the event. And let's now talk about the sponsors, mm -hmm. the people that actually came on board to back you. It's been incredible. It's been quite a process. We started off with just one sponsor agreeing to come on and we're like, okay, this is real. We have some money, we can put it towards getting this amazing venue. And then it just kind of started rolling from there where after some time, people were reaching out to us. We have a number of sponsors that are looking to be lined up for next year. So there's, there's a test, right? Can you can you pull this off for 319 people and not be a one-off? So they're, they're looking to line up, but it, it's been amazing the amount of uh, individuals and companies that have rallied together and really that friendly Manitoba showing support. We couldn't be more proud of all the, the people that we've worked with. And the volunteers. You, I see that yes. you've got a great amount. <laughs> great shirts, right? You yes. can't miss them. Yeah, so we've, the, between the committee and the volunteers, we, we've had a great number of women who stepped up to, to put their time and donated their time really to, a, to what something like a vision that we've had to put together. What do you hope the takeaway will be from everybody here today? feeling a little bit more inspired than when they walked in whether that be um, in their home life or work or you know maybe they're volunteering or on a committee or a board that they sit on but just a little bit more maybe a little more pep in their steps more inspired more motivated that they leave with a lot of connections whether that's friendships or new business opportunities I hope that they gain a lot and will there be more yes we are having a uh, our conference, we've scheduled it for next year, so it's March 13th and it will be here at the WAG again, so we're really excited. Um, we've had such uh, a great demand for this. We still have people asking us for tickets. We're wanting to stay pretty intimate, but we also want to be very inclusive of our broad community here in Manitoba. We've actually started something called the Nominee Program, which we had take place in November and that gave our community an opportunity to nominate business owners that either struggled during COVID or that were black, indigenous, uh, LGBTQ um, and we were able to give free tickets to them so even if you couldn't afford the conference or you didn't know about it, it wasn't on your radar, you were able to attend. We really only have 319 seats available in the auditorium so there's 319 lucky ladies that get to attend so we are going to be figuring out who's speaking next and probably will uh, be announcing tickets probably in the early fall again.
media. That's your baby. It uh, is. How has it, I guess, grown or changed over the past two years being yeah. in this pandemic and lockdowns? I think a lot of businesses had to shift to having an online presence and operating more online. I know for us, or for me personally, I found a lot of people thinking, Charmaine, we need to build up our social media, our online presence, and we need your assistance. So personally, I saw a big spike in my business kind of as a result. Okay, so I'm going to um, ask you a question now. Mm. Women versus men. And it might be a two-parter. Yeah. How many men ask for social media help in what you do mm -hmm. and how versus how many women? You know what, it's definitely more women, but my business is designed to attract women. I love working with women, I love supporting women. I'm a woman myself, of course, so um, that's who I try to attract. I do get some male potential clients reaching out to me. Um, I would say one or two every six months or so. <laughs> I've worked with some men in the past, but I definitely love working with women. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. You're, you're very pro-women. Yeah. And do you think uh, perhaps that maybe um, women have more an affinity for social media as opposed to men? I think so. I think women are more social just generally, and I think that translates to online as well, right? Women are often seeking out connection, whether it's professional or personal, and I think they do that a lot more than men do. Okay, so in your expertise, what are some of the things that women, especially women in business, need to know? And I guess that's your, probably your number one question. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's so many different things. But I think one thing is to really put yourselves out there. I think a lot of women, especially women in business, when it comes to the social media, they're hyper-focused on their services and their product. But people just want to see you. They want to get to know you. And the more you let your personality shine through, the more it's going to help you build your online presence and help you grow your business online. Do you ever get tired of it? It is like constant charming. I, you know what? I don't get tired of social media as a whole. Sometimes I'll get tired of maybe certain platforms or certain features or certain types of content, but I always love social media and I like being able to be a content creator and show not just my business, but myself online. Oh, and that is the beauty. And I love hustle and charm. And this is kind of, I, I really believe, your philanthropic side, but really I think it's a passion of yours. It is. Again, women in business, helping them succeed, helping them get to their next level, um, whether they want to be someone who owns like a, you know, 10 business empire or they want to have a small business, I want to just be there to support women, whether it's with marketing services or with a community that will help them get the skills and the confidence they need to excel in their, in their career path. Okay, so we talked about all the wonderful things of social media. Mm -hmm. There is a downside. There is, of course, and again, there's, there's so much online, and sometimes it's hard to filter out the things that don't bring you joy, right? There's a lot of content on there that is negative or triggering, depending on what your personal experiences have been, and it can be hard to turn off that noise while still keeping the positive. So I think there are definitely pros and cons to having an online presence and being on social media. Okay, and so your, I guess, duty or role here is a panelist. And what's really interesting are the topics, I think. And one in particular, and it is talking about women of color. Mm -hmm. And of course, that has been huge now. Yeah. Uh, in your opinion, have we come a long way? Um, 
come on, we've come some way for sure. <laughs> and like you said, it's huge now, but it should have been huge this whole time. You know what I mean? And I feel that I'm happy and fortunate that we're having these conversations now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now is better than never, but I think we do still have a long way to go. And I'm happy to continue being part of those conversations. What do you see uh, happening in the next little while in regards to getting more people of color in general in positions where they should be? Yeah, for sure. I think it's just a matter of, you know, having a community aspect that is inclusive of women of color, right? I think there's a difference between having a diverse community and an inclusive one, right? Because you can be in a room with women of all different colors but not feel like you belong and feel like you're understood. And I think once we figure out what that difference is and how to be more inclusive, it's going to open more doors for not just women of color but women in general. Oh, indeed, right? We need to get more girl power exactly. <laughs> going. And being in Winnipeg, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a businesswoman, yeah. uh, easier or more difficult? I think it's been, it's been great. I, I'm from Winnipeg, but I lived in Alberta for a very short time working as an event planner. And when I came back to Winnipeg, I was excited because I knew that Winnipeg was a place where I did feel generally speaking, a sense of community. I knew that I had people here I could talk to. I knew it would be easy to meet people who have similar goals as me. And I feel like, for the most part, a lot of Winnipeggers are willing to help one another. I just want to open people's minds to different perspectives. Like you said, as a woman of color, um, my experience in business can be very different than someone who doesn't resonate um, with that, right? So I just want to kind of open people's eyes a little bit and share some of my story and hope that it resonates with people, inspires people, motivates people, and helps them have a good takeaway from this event. So, you know, we're talking about the great resignation right now. Um, People are applying to any number of positions. And when I meet with them, my job is to suss out their accomplishments, how they've moved a company forward, what they've done to save money or make money. And a lot of people have a very hard time drilling into those details and I'm like well that's just with me by the time you get to the interviewer um, you know at the the employer that you want to be with you need to have those answers really dialed in so you know when you're keeping your resume updated and when you're responding to interview questions there's a lot of prep that that goes into that what are some of the key things that you tell and let's be specific for women, mm-hmm. because here we are at the Winnipeg Women's Conference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they need to have on that resume. So, so, and I think, you know, those, the, I always hit on the high points of how did you make a company money? How did you save a company money? How did you improve a process? And typically the responses that I receive from women downplay all of those accomplishments and I really have to push and dig to get some you know some sustenance out of their answers they're like oh I just do this it's not a big I'm like but it is a big deal I guarantee you you would not be on payroll if you did not move the company forward somehow right Um, so I think that specifically for women we provide a service of you know this additional step of interview coaching 
to say you do have to brag about yourself a little bit in an interview, which is inherently difficult for us to do, but here's maybe how, right? And so we work through the framing of those answers together so that somebody, by the time they get in front of one of our clients, feels very comfortable in, in identifying and describing their accomplishments. So you're in charge uh, primarily with recruitment, but recruitment mm -hmm. at the higher level, the corporate level. Mm -hmm. What are the ratios now between men and women getting those <laughs> jobs or even you know, coming to you and, and saying, yeah. here's what I want? You know what? And the area that I focus on specifically is engineering. So I see a huge disconnect um, just in terms of the number of female candidates versus male candidates. Like, I'm going to say it's probably 80-20, if not more. Um, so personally, I get a little bit excited <laughs> to work with a female engineer. I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, where, where, can we, where can we take you? Because, um, yeah, there's just such a gap in the industry and where we see a lot more of those positions being filled is quite frankly as candidates from overseas right mm -hmm. where as a culture they encourage their women to go into the sciences and engineering and medicine um, so talking to those female candidates is always uh, such a pleasure oh my goodness and like you said you get excited what is it like here in manitoba mm -hmm. for women to get, to, a, to, get a to, job? to get a job, I feel like companies are, companies have come a long way. Companies mm -hmm. are prioritizing uh, diversity on their teams, you know, whether it's women or culture, and they are more open to having those conversations. Now, I speak about it from the recruitment yes. side of things. I, I have a certain benefit in that I have spoken with clients, I have spoken with candidates and I'm better able to make that match between what both are mm -hmm. looking for. Um, but I would definitely say that there's more of a push to, to look at, at diversity and, and how cultures can, or how companies can round out their culture. Yeah. So, Rhea, how, and I kind of, as you're talking, I'm almost seeing you as a matchmaker. So, <laughs> how, how exciting is though, is it for you yeah. when, you know, you have a client? Yeah. And you find that employer and that yeah. great connection. Yeah. Oh, there's tears sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I had a, a woman start a new position today, and she, she did the work, right? Like, she prepared for this position. She wanted it. She went for it. She got it. The offer, it was, <laughs> it was a moment, yeah. Oh, and for yourself, too, uh, I did just reading a little bit about you and I wanted to ask the question is that you know we talk about everybody boom it's like their first job and that's it uh, it took you a little while to find mm -hmm. this job with and I want to put the plug in Pinnacle yep, yep. Manitoba owned and run absolutely and you just mentioned 20 years 20 years this year uh, how was you know finding what was the experience of, like finding your place in Pinnacle what was it that made you say that this is it, like I found my dream job. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I had been interviewing with two different recruitment companies, but more because I was considering making a move. And they both came back to me and said, 
have you considered being a recruiter? And I was like, no, it's literally never occurred <laughs> to me ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so I, I knew somebody in the industry and I asked her some questions. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Pinnacle went out of their way to, to woo me a little bit. There were several people that reached out, took me to lunch, explained kind of the emotional roller coaster that <laughs> I was about to embark on, right? We, we, uh, our product is the only thing with free will, so there's, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, and ultimately, the culture that they've built at Pinnacle is just so unique and, and so special. Um, and so when the offer came, uh, yeah, it was, it was just kind of jump in, and six years later, here I am. Well, and hopefully 20 more. I, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would like that. No. Uh, and I guess maybe, you know, the takeaway today for women that are going to be listening to you, and also my question is... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Is it, is it the, the, the same thing as it was, you know, maybe 10 years ago that you actually only worked at one job? And <laughs> is it okay now to have 5, 10, 15 different yeah. experiences, I'll put it? Yeah, and, and coming from somebody that had a lot of different experiences before finding the right fit... Um, you know, I don't want to encourage people to, to move around every six months. I do think that it's important to give it a real shot. Um, and I, you know, a lot of candidates can get cold feet kind of within the first few weeks or the first few months. Um, but I do think that it's important to get those experiences, not so that you, not to necessarily find your passions. I think that's probably something that's tossed around a, a little too often, but to find your strengths and to find that flow state where you feel like you're doing really important work that matters. Um, yeah, I, I would encourage anybody to, to get as much experience as possible. So the Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. But the four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. Okay, well, 
First of all, I'd like to acknowledge that we are gathered on Treaty 1 territory, and uh, thank you very much for having me here and taking, it to, taking the time to chat with me. Uh, so what do I do? I guess it's hard to say what I do if I don't give a little background of who I am, where I came from. Uh, I was born and raised in, born and partially raised in Pakistan. My family moved here, so we are as immigrant as they come. My family moved here uh, when my brother and I were still in elementary school. So my brother and I went through elementary school and my parents told us that that's it, we're only gonna be here for three years, get our citizenship, and move back to Pakistan. Well, three years turned into five, 10, 15, but you know, over the years, uh, Winnipeg very much became home for our family. So uh, I went to the University of Manitoba, I got my bachelor's in science, and I thought I was going to be working in a lab coat for the rest of my days, because who doesn't love science? I do. Uh, but then I started working in development uh, at the University of Manitoba. As a student, my job was to call all the alumni of the University of Manitoba, let them know what's going on, and then bam, ask them for a $1,000 donation. <laughs> And like, I loved doing it because I loved sharing what was going on at my university and why somebody should donate to the lab, the organic chemistry lab, because it helps students like me. And it wasn't just the faculty of science, it was, we would call all the graduates of all faculties. Anyway, fast forward, as I was finishing up my degree, I ended up applying for a position um, in the development world. I received it, and that's how I really got involved in the wonderful world of volunteering, um, giving back to the community, working with incredible community members. Uh, fast, fast forward, I'm now a senior advisor with the, uh, the Government of Canada, which is also a, a huge part of Prairie's Economic Development Canada, the, the department I work for, it's a mouthful, uh, is to give back and support the very businesses that serve us, the citizens, and the, the, the you know, Winnipeggers and Manitobans. Well, that was so long-winded, no, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, but <laughs> I, I think that what I take away from that is that you thought that you were heading in one stream yeah. and then totally did something completely different, yes. but found your true passion. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and, and I've met a lot of women and then heard a lot of presentations, and that all comes back to following your dream, following your passion, and you actually have found the beauty in volunteering. And I think too, probably if you weren't uh, an immigrant, you probably wouldn't have volunteered half as much as if you were just yep. born here. Am I right? I think that's probably a fair thing to say. Uh, growing up, a big part of the culture was with my parents was just constantly give back, give back, give back. And uh, back home, if I can paint a picture, there's a fair amount of um, people in need. And what I would see all the time, and I still see till this day when we go back home, is my parents are constantly um, giving back generously, whether it's with their time, their, you know, talent, their finances. So my parents made charity a huge, huge thing, huge part of our upbringing for my brother and I. And so that's why I find myself getting a little bit more involved in youth initiatives and volunteering with youth initiatives because if I could have had, you know, any involvement um, as a kid back then, if I had a mentor, of mm -hmm. course, aside from my parents and my teachers, if I had somebody who could just, could have just, you know, given me some time and attention and affection, 
I think it would have, uh, I would have probably cried a little bit less. So I find myself giving back to youth initiatives a little bit more. Because mm -hmm. that's so yeah. important. And I think too, is just knowing that somebody else has walked in your shoes, or I know what it's like, mm -hmm. and you can relate. And even if we can kind of make the analogy here, when you're talking to women, I've been there, I've seen that, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's because of the way you look or whatever, mm -hmm. don't worry, yeah. uh, we've got this. We've got this, yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the questions that I know they're going to ask me, and I was reflecting on them, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this question, but I was trying to think of very, like, politically correct ways to answer, and I, and, you know, thinking of some other answers, which I was like, no, that's too embarrassing to, to share, or no, I'm too ashamed to share it, but no, this is, I will, I plan on being fully transparent on that stage uh, because that is the only way that, that I hope uh, stories will resonate with the audience. And so I guess now when you kind of look at the way the world is, and there's a lot happening in the world, and I want to kind of hear your comments on women. We sit here in this beautiful building with wonderful people sharing our successes and and really life isn't that bad but around the globe we really haven't come that far yeah. and there are still a lot of women oppressed mm -hmm. you know how do how do we come to grips with that because I have a hard time you know as I'm sitting here and I have the cameras and the lights on and you know you're you're all dressed up and we're having these conversations mm -hmm. ah women around the world we are women around the world um, women are expected to be um, this pinnacle of beauty no matter where they are or what part of the world they're in women are expected to be you know she is a female CEO no she's just a CEO right so there's so many um, layers that come with uh, when being, a, being a woman. Mm -hmm. I take a look at some of the abuse that women go through, whether it's sexual, whether it's mental, whether it's physical. I take a look at some of the resources that are out there for women and are they enough and what can we possibly do? What, you know, you'll, you always feel so small, like what can I possibly do to help a woman that is in need? And I ultimately think about what helped me, um, you know, perhaps, what helped me when I was growing up, what helped me when I was moving to, a, to Canada as a young, young child. So I think everything starts from um, your immediate circle. Women are constantly growing, human beings in general are constantly growing and you need to adjust your circle um, accordingly and you need a different, you know, it takes a village to raise yeah. a child. It takes a village to raise a, a, an adult. It takes a village to raise and to keep an adult's mental health stable. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm not sure, I can't remember where I read it, was, if you want to see the world change, go home and love your family. Um, and I think about all the love that my parents, and, it, and family doesn't have to be your immediate parents or your sibling, it could, yes. it could be your tribe, right? So go home and love your family, and that applies to all of us, because that'll get you in the positive mindset to make the changes that you need to in your life and to those around you, and that's going to have a ripple effect, I feel, in your community, and that will have a ripple effect in your city, your country, and worldwide. Just be kind to, those, to the people around you. 
because it will make a huge impact to those um, for, for generations to come. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. What would be your passion project? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehew. But for now, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.